in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on earth. Ow. I should probably turn my ringer off, huh, Nick? Welcome to the all-around yes. home improvement hour. That helps now when you do a radio show. And the man they call Here we go. the Polish powerhouse. Ladies, gentlemen, freaks, everything in between. This is the all-around home improvement hour right here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. We are live January 27th right here in the Twin Cities. And we're going to talk home improvement related radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the All-Around Home Improvement Hour. I am your host, and I'm always very honored to be your host. That's right, Thayer, the Home Improvement Slayer. Speaking of Slayer, I think they're coming in May, by the way, Stan. Just a heads up. Maybe we need to hit that one up. I did hear about that. All right. Oh, boy. And, uh, of course, I'm here with the one, the only, the very Polish, the ever-young-looking Polak. Yes. Pierogi, the band, they're also coming in May. <laughs> I have no idea. This is Polish. This is what you requested yeah, last time. it is. This I is like it. it. Nice. That's better it than... It sounds the, a lot like American rock, right? Than the polka. Until they talk. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I don't know. You don't know what he's saying? brush up on that. What kind of Polak are you? He said something along the lines of, like, I really like the all-around home improvement hour. <laughs> Uh, the Polish powerhouse is a really swell guy. Swell. He yeah. used that word. He did. In a heavy not metal a very song. good fisherman, though. The, no, not really. Speaking not of, really. of fishing. I'm really good at watching people catch fish, though. You know what? Let's bring on our guests so they can join us on the conversation. Uh, with Minnesota Construction Law Services, Bill Geschwind. That's right. We're still going to have a fun show, even though we have a lawyer in the house. <laughs> Actually, it's, a, it's usually a funner, it's, more fun show. Fun, right. Funner, right. And it's legal. Welcome, Bill. Funner is one of those words that we love to use every once in a while when the opportunity presents itself. It's funner. Thanks so much, Charles, for having me. I'm looking forward to a funner time. <laughs> nice. Excellent. And uh, on for the second time. And now one of the trusted affiliates, the the newest Woo-hoo! trusted affiliate to the All Around Home Improvement Hour team, John Heinrich with Czars of Tar. Welcome to the show. Buddy. So glad to be here. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, Thanks welcome. for coming. Thank you. I'm not sure if either of you do much ice fishing, but the Polish powerhouse and I got the chance to go to Red Lake again with the boys from ABC Supply and most of our sales team, uh, all but one. And we went up there with a heck of a plan. We're yeah. going to go up on a Saturday, catch some fish, have some fun, and then head to shore on Sunday afternoon, halfway through the Patriots game, and watch our beloved Vikings crush the Eagles. Crush the Eagles, absolutely. It was set up for such a great time. And, uh, man, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's an emotional deal. It's something that uh, us as Minnesotans, we don't realize, but we've been traumatized. This is something we're all still working through. Yeah. Uh, and I would have rather had an eagle poke my eye out. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. I, I, I'm not sure which disappointment is, is better, if so, so to speak. I, I don't know whether 
I would have wanted just a, a beatdown like we were handed. Right. Or, you know, a last-second missed field goal or a last-second errant throw. I don't know which one is worse. Would you rather cut yourself, like, with a paper cut or with, like, on a piece of rusty metal? I'd take the paper cut. So that's the way that I look at it. It was, like, quick and clean and just and through, and we're out of here. Done. So it was less painful, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, destroyed. Yep, I felt like the game... I don't know. I think that pick six kind of just I don't, changed the tone of the game. Well, I look so at we're it. We're never as, able to recover. It sucks that we're nationally embarrassed, but yes, uh, it was less uh, emotional. It, you know, it was less of a letdown than to get to the very end and, and have it be a missed field goal or something really ridiculous. Where were you guys when this went down? You know, I I, I sort of share your pain, but I'm a guy that bleeds green and gold, so. Uh-oh. You know, that's I, right. I forgot. I, my 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 perspective might be a little bit different. I'll just sit <laughs> yeah, here quietly no, and fine. How did the Packers do in, in the playoffs this year? <laughs> oh, you mean this year? Yeah. yeah. Um I thought you were talking about kind of re- putting together the titles won by each of the teams. <laughs> it's yes. fun. Leave it up to a Packers fan <laughs> to live in the past, that's, right? And that's okay. Actually, and we we had uh, a a Packer fan with us. We he, did. He decided to stay in the ice house he did and, not join and, us. and catch <laughs> fish, but he went to my ice house to be able to watch the game. Right. So I thought thought that was a shout out to Brandon. But what about you, John? Where were you? You know, I would have liked to see the boys play a little better game. Um yeah, it's tough to in hindsight, you know, I don't know. I would have liked to see a good game uh, all the way through the finish, but that possibly could have hurt more. It too. could, yeah, it really could have hurt more. But that was unlike any game they'd had all season. I mean, yeah. we, we did have yeah. some, a couple bad games. D- Detroit, uh, the Steelers uh, beat us, and so and, and then Carolina. But this one was just the worst, and it's just a letdown when you're one game away. It's uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like kind of everyone tanked. You know, it yeah. wasn't really. One particular part of the game that went bad. It was kind of all of it. Yeah, they, you so, can't put it on any particular no. part of the team. The first three minutes of the game, though, phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was great. We, we were doing skull chants inside this little bar up. Uh, up <laughs> we in were Washkeesh or, or Bewabik or wherever the heck we were. Up, I think uh, I even did like a shot of Captain Morgan. That was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I won't be doing that again. And and so that leads us to where we are now, which is Super Bowl week, and you have all these. Festivities downtown and yes. a lot, you know, a concert every night. You got uh, people cross, ziplining, ziplining, cross country skiing. I mean, they're turning uh, uh, downtown Minneapolis into kind of an amusement uh, theme park. Kind if you're of, into you it, you're into it. If you're not, I'm sure you're going to be avoiding it at all costs for yeah. the next ten days. That you know, zipline would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been, cool. been pretty awesome. I saw the mayor did that here the other day. Oh. The the really good news is that it gives the the people from Minnesota an opportunity to show the people from Philadelphia how to be nice hosts when the fans are in town right. everything i heard um an awful lot of vikings people questioned the uh the kindness of philadelphia folks like, oh you mean, oh you mean the brotherly love oh yeah i, I guess yeah. I, I think there's supposed to be some but i don't know that anybody felt any of it well i always fought with my brother so i don't know <laughs> that's, <laughs> Is that maybe brotherly that's love? maybe know. that's exactly yeah. what, what i never threw beers about. at him or anything <laughs> no well you know a, a friend of mine was uh, telling me about a friend of his so this third party here but 
went down there with his son. His son, uh, Vikings fan, he's Philadelphia fan, and they went down there, and it wasn't just five people giving them a hard time. It was something to the tune of 500 people. Mm-hmm. And um, the kid was crying. You know, he was around 10 years old. He was crying. It was a very bad experience. And one of the other parents that went down there uh, with that group got hit in the back of the head with a battery and had to go to the hospital to get stitches. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Um, so... You know, it's it's really I don't know what the heck is. Well, wrong let's be with sure people. to give them a really cold Minnesota welcome. <laughs> well, see, and so we were talking about that, right? Okay, go there and throw snow at them and whatever. But the people that probably were doing that are not the people that are buying five thousand dollars Super Bowl. Probably, not. I, I just can't see it. I'm sorry. I'm going to go ahead and profile right now and say the people that were on the videos that you see all throughout YouTube and, and online. A lot were millennials. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Well, yeah, I, I, I saw some videos. I saw a lot of young people. Yeah, it's just yeah, just like saying they were the younger crowd was getting more rowdy, and that that would make sense. I think that happens uh, a lot throughout the nation, but I just can't see a Minnesota. I've been to a lot of Minnesota. Uh, Green Bay Packers tailgate. I've never seen. I've been to a I've couple. Ne- never yeah. seen even so much as a fight, let alone people being, uh, you know, right. completely harassed. Pretty, pretty bad. Friendly banter. That's yeah. about it. Well, and when kids are involved, I mean, I want to know where the. I yeah. didn't see many police when I watched those videos of Vikings fans walking no. through. There's just a, it's a they're walking through, hundreds of Eagles fans. I don't see one cop on the video. It's just kind of weird. I mean. When we have a game, you see them all over the place. There are. That's true. Yeah, well, that's I'll, I'll just go ahead and admit it right now. I'm very butthurt about the whole situation. <laughs> very but I'll fill out a butthurt I'm going to send you a report. Yep, yep, yep. We have reports at the office when somebody is, um, you know, feeling kind of uh, like they got the raw end of the deal, and we call that a butthurt report. Yep. So I, I will go ahead and fill one out on behalf of myself being a Vikings fan. All of it hurts me, but... We will move on. Kudos on a good season, though, yeah, right? I mean, absolutely. Thirteen and three. Who would have guessed that after week four? Absolutely. And you know what? Next year looks good. There's always next year, right? That's that's exactly <laughs> right. And good for the city and the state for having the Super Bowl. I just really, honestly, could care less now. I, I'm not going to be all hyped up about the Super Bowl. Bah humbug. Right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I Can tell they you, both lose. Is that possible? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I tell you what. Uh, well, this definitely will be a show we won't be able to rerun in the future. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, folks, we're up against a break. When we come back, we're talking home improvement-related radio right after this. Hey, welcome back, News Talk listeners. A little offspring bumper for you there. Thank you, Staniel. This is the All-Around Home Improvement Hour, and we're live January 27th. It is Super Bowl week. And if you'd like to call and ask any home improvement-related question you'd like, or maybe tell us something, an experience you had. Maybe you had a bad experience with a contractor or have a legal question about what to do if you're in a bind with a contractor. Now would be a good time to call 800-854-1978, 800-854-1978. I'm hanging out here with uh, John Heinrich of Czars of Tar. We have the Polish Powerhouse, of course, and our trusted affiliate. And he's also our attorney. Bill Geschwind with Minnesota Construction Law Services. I know you people may be wondering, well, lawyer, home improvement show, what's going on here? Well, I think it was five, six years ago, we thought, you know, it might be a good idea to have an attorney help us out in our business. We're, we're a contracting team out of Golden Valley and, you know, uh, small business. But we're in, we're in this business to work with homeowners and business owners alike. And sometimes you get into issues with people or 
maybe not getting paid, maybe uh, just maybe project concerns, things not going right. And so um, business partner at the time, Jordan, had done a, a simple Google search, construction attorney. And there popped up MCLS. Welcome to the show, Bill. Charles, it's glad to be here, and I uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk with uh, with you and the audience. Yeah, awesome. And and so let's dive right into it. One of our biggest needs was at the time we'd had a lot of uh, customers not paying their bill, right? You know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a business owner, you get to a point you have you have let's just say it's even a list of ten people that haven't paid you, and that can which is be, a lot. That can be a lot of money, and and. You've basically, if you're not getting paid, you've basically paid for those improvements to that building. That's the way I look at it. We're, we paid to improve yep. those, those structures. Um, we, you don't have the time as a business owner to go back and work on collections. You're, you're having to work two, three times over sometimes just to get paid for the one job that you did. Um, you came in and, and you were able to help us, Bill. Talk a little bit about how, how you do that for your customers. Well, Charles, I think one of the, the additional complications of sort of the business that you guys do a lot of is this is is storm damage renovation it's fixing stuff uh, for people but the money that's going to be used to pay for those improvements comes from their insurance company Mm -hmm. so that tends to complicate the process a little bit homeowners don't exactly understand how it works and the the price of the of the the work is a little bit uncertain because of the involvement of the insurance company and the timing of when the money is going to be available to the homeowner to pay for the services that the contractor provides is a little bit um, uh, uh, tricky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we really have you know work with a lot of our clients to understand that process a little bit and to help them communicate to the to the homeowners how that process works. But then also, um, unfortunately, sometimes there are homeowners that that don't take good care of the money that they get from the insurance company, and so it doesn't really make its way to the contractor the way it should. Hey, well, it can be a huge. Uh, check and for a lot of people, it can be sometimes one of the largest checks they've ever held. Right, um, and it's to restore their home. That's one hundred percent what it's for. Uh, but if they're having financial problems or you know there's there's leaks in the bank account, <laughs> that's right. Uh, sometimes that insurance money finds finds its way towards patching those leaks and not always back towards the contractor. Hawaii's really nice this time of year too. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, well, I, I know that you've been able to help us out. I mean, what are some of the things you're running into this this year after all those major storms we had yeah, no in the North Metro? Sure. Well, it's uh, just kind of lay the foundation a little bit. Um, people who have had storm damage repairs have been through this kind of can recognize this or in the middle of it. Um, typically, the insurance company comes in and they they'll take a look. They'll make they'll 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 make a, a, a an offer to settle the claim and they provide the homeowner with that very first check we call it an ACV check it's mm-hmm. the the value actual uh, cash value the actual cash value is the reduced value of their home as a consequence of the damage and what they hold back then is what's called the depreciation amount right that's the amount of additional money that that has to get paid to actually have the the property repaired mm-hmm. so it's when the homeowners get that first check Many of them do see a large dollar amount. Mm-hmm. They're not used to seeing that large dollar amount, and it's going to be some time between the time they get that check and the time that the they ultimately have to pay the contractor that they have to sort of take care of that money, not spend it, and make sure that they keep it available. So we've run into a lot of problems with homeowners who uh, maybe needed to borrow some of that money mm-hmm. from their fund for some current and really important expense they have now. And then when that final invoice comes from the contractor down the road, they don't have enough money available 
to pay off the balance of the of what's owed to the contractor. You know, a lot of people have to keep the money for whatever reason. But I guess what I would say to somebody that decides to keep insurance money is, well, first of all, it technically is illegal. But second of all, don't have the contractor do the work then, you know? Yeah. Like, it, you know, if, if you're going to keep the money that's meant to pay for the work, don't don't let the contractor continue to do the work. Let me ask you this. We're running into this uh, time and time again. We're getting phone calls from people that may have signed up with a particular contractor. Mm-hmm. Last year, after last year's storm. Sure. But since the contractors are so busy and so overwhelmed, and some of them have bit off more than they can chew. Frankly, they've signed more contracts than they can possibly fulfill. And we're getting calls from homeowners that are saying, listen, I, I'm signed up with somebody right now, but they're not being responsive and they're not answering my questions. And I have given them a down payment and I, I don't want to work with them anymore. I'm afraid to have them work on my house, but here I am in an agreement, um, you know, and, and a lot of times we're, we're scared to give them any advice because we don't want to give them, we're not lawyers, we, we sure. can't give them legal advice, but we want to be able to say, listen, I cancel, <laughs> we'll help you out. We certainly can. This last storm was the largest storm that the Twin Cities has seen. I, uh, my, my understanding is it's at least 10 years. Okay. Um, the amount of claims made by insurance companies is record-breaking. It's historic. So... There, you know, there there are an awful lot of people that had damage, and there are an awful lot of people that want things repaired, but there aren't as many hands, skilled hands, that have the ability to get out there and do the repairs. So people have signed contracts, and and my first piece of advice is, don't right away, as a homeowner, uh, feel that that your contractor is somehow a bad contractor because they haven't gotten to your project as quickly as you are wishing they had gotten to your project. Yeah, right. thank you There's for just that. a lot of backload, and, and, and the backload will be worked through. I know a lot of contractors are, are even scheduled pretty heavily through the first part of mm-hmm. this coming building season. So yes. the first thing would be to say to the homeowners, just please be patient, recognize that there's a lot of work, everybody's working hard to get it done, and they, mm-hmm. and, and they will get to your project. Um, secondly, keep in mind that you did sign a contract. You mm-hmm. did make a commitment to the contractor. The contractor has a commitment to you. And when you enter into a contract, neither one of you have the right to just walk away from that contract. So be careful. Sure. Um, have communication. A lot of contractors that, that I know, if, if they really feel that the homeowner, um, and, and they aren't going to be good partners in finishing up the project, will work with you and find some way to help you out of that contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't just walk away because you're a little frustrated that the job didn't get done as quickly as you wanted it. Right. Well, and, and some of the, the calls and the people we're talking to, that is the, the case. They just right. they just need some a little more reassurance mm-hmm. that, that things are going to eventually get done. But there are some people that, that, I mean, communication has gone completely dark. Uh, furthermore, they're, they're hearing from others, boy, look at the job that was done over here. Look at the mess that so-and-so is in, and they're signed up with that, that contractor. I guess as a, I mean, as a worst-case scenario, what, what do you do if you just really feel like, boy, this is, this is a bad ordeal, and if we keep going down this road, we're going to end up same as these other. What does a homeowner do? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to throw something out there that the homeowner could do because these things are so very fact-intensive, and, and for the most part, uh, I think, hands down, the largest number of contractors that are out there working on repairing the storm damage are good contractors. Mm-hmm. They're honest people. They do good work. Um, there just is a lot of work for them to do. And so um, 
you know, if you truly have a bad situation or you believe you've, you're dealing with a contractor who um, isn't a good quality contractor, mm-hmm. isn't reliable, isn't trustworthy, um, I would suggest you reach out and, and talk. Probably the first place that I would encourage homeowners to, to do is call the Department of Labor. Mm-hmm. Um, they are the state agency that, that oversees licensed contractors. And if you think you've got an issue, um, they would be good people to talk to. Um, the second option might be to, to contact an attorney who's familiar with the construction industry and some of the issues that are going on. Um, will listen to what you have to say and can give you an idea whether the problem is a, a, con- a problem with the contractor or it just sounds like, um, you know, it's, you, you're just, you're, you're in a long line of people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, many of you have tried maybe go to Disney World in spring break. Um, <laughs> you're waiting a long, long line and, yep, and yep. eventually you get to the front and you get, it's your turn to take the ride, but it sure is frustrating waiting in that line. No such thing as a fast pass. <laughs> no, there isn't. Well, no, I mean, no, there isn't. we're very open and honest about it and I'm not telling anyone else how to run their business, but, um, Right away, once the storm hit, our biggest thing at our meetings, uh, our team meetings, was set the expectations accurately. Mm-hmm. Give give people realistic expectations for when the work is going to be done. And as we took on more and more contracts, I mean, right now we're sitting on 78 or so roofs that need to be built in the spring. Um, and so anybody that we were to sign up with right now, we would tell them, you're towards, you would have to be towards the end of the spring or even middle of the summer sure. at, at this point. But... There's a reason you came to us, or there's you know, and and I guess that's that's if you're a good contractor out there, you know you have a good reputation. Let let your customers know, hey, it's worth waiting for. You know, you know you're going to get what you're looking for in the end. But right now, it's a problem not for just one of us; it's a problem for all of us. Well, and if you meet with a contractor that says I can build your roof next week, I, to me that would be a huge red flag. There Absolutely. shouldn't be anybody out there that has nothing on their books. If you're competent. And you're running a good operation. You are busy, and you have a backlog of work. That's right. Absolutely. Right. No doubt about it. And for a lot of the contractors out there, 78 projects is a full year's worth of work. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's a big workload. But I think um, what's important, and, and, and maybe what we can spend a little bit more time, um, or what the time we have left today, is is because there is this backlog and homeowners are getting these large checks from the from the insurance companies and they have a duty to ultimately pay the for the work out of those funds that they really need to be very careful and and good stewards of that money because if they don't pay the contractors mm-hmm. um the contractors can put a lien against their home mm-hmm. and and all and, and if they don't take care of making that payment and get that lien cleared off of their property they could ultimately have their home taken away from them to, to in order to sell it and get the money to pay for those improvements, uh, that's one of the things that can happen. There can be uh, court collection cases. You end up in conciliation court or mm-hmm. district court and have judgments against them, the, the homeowners that enable the contractor to then garnish wages or or attach money out of bank accounts. So these aren't minor things, and this is these are big checks that are being provided by the insurance company, and the homeowners have a duty to protect that money so it's available to pay the contractors. Yeah, important to take care of the money while you have it and to make sure that when you sign up, don't be so impulsive to just sign up with anybody. Make sure you're signing up with somebody that's answering the, the questions, asking the right questions answering the questions that you have do your due diligence take your time um a lot of times i feel like people are in too big of a rush and they think that if they don't do something today they're going to miss out right and right. if your house isn't falling apart or leaking or you know 
you have time for that. So, no, great stuff. We're up against the halfway point here. You're going to get your Fox News update on the break, and we'll be right back right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 listeners, we're back. We're on the second half of the program. We were talking with our good friend Bill Geschwind, who also represents all around as our attorney at law. He's got a license to sue you. Just saying. (laughs) I've always looked at it as the golden ticket, not so much a license to sue. Isn't that what it is? Sounds awful. (laughs) No. Well, but but it is the truth. And hey... You've said it many, many times, uh, and then and then we got to let people know how to how to get in touch with you, and got to talk to John here. But you've said it many times, Bill. Uh, a contract shouldn't be something to be feared. Something that you sit down and go over with your contractor. It shouldn't be something that you're afraid of just because there's a lot of verbiage or big words in it. It is the rules of the game in which correct. you're going to play. Just like when you play Monopoly, That's there's correct. the rules. Yep. And I think that's really important to understand both for the contractor and for the homeowner that you take a look at that, make sure that that the rules of the game for working with that contractor, the process that's going to happen, make sure that what's laid out on that paper sounds good to you, that it it meets with what your expectations are. And at least if you're going to get involved in a relationship with a contractor, contractor in a relationship with a homeowner, understand what each of you are going to be doing and expect from the other and, and figure that out. Before you sign the contract, not after you sign. That's it. right. It's an interview that goes both ways, isn't that right, Polish Power? That's very true. Yep. You're interviewing each other. It shouldn't just be a one-sided conversation. Exactly. Bill, what's the best way for uh, you? Mainly represent contractors and, and keeping them compliant and, and helping them out and collecting money and all that good stuff. And every once in a while, if if a homeowner has a need, you, I know you've talked to several hundreds of homeowners and helped them out. But if uh, but if it's a really bad bad case and and you you know you get that passion in you i know you'll help help out help out the homeowners too what's the best way for people to get involved uh, our phone number is 651-484-4412 that's 651-484-4412 our website is at uh, www.mncls.com mncls.com I hear you said the W is the, on the state uh, recording on the phone. It's W W W. Have you heard that before? Well, it's uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I think one of our past presidents used to talk a little bit about the W W W. Might have been that guy called W. Very well, could have been. Can you hang out for the rest of the show with us? Absolutely, love to stick around. Awesome, perfect, folks. This is the All Around Home Improvement Hour every Saturday from noon to one. We do this little thing here. And uh, if you want to participate, 1-800-854-1978, 800-854-1978. The lines are wide open. Anything home improvement you want to talk about or share, maybe you have a nightmare story you want to share with us, um, please call. We're going to turn the conversation over to our newest partner of the team, uh, our trusted affiliate, friend, and just an, an expert at all things flat work and asphalt, John Heinrich, Czars of Tar, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Glad to be here with you guys. Glad to have you back. I know it, it may it may not seem like the right time of year, but you know now's the time to start thinking ahead. Now's the time. And well, if, now's when the damage happens too, right? That, that that's right. That now's when the damage happens. And if you aren't thinking ahead, tell you what, it's your own asphalt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's a, you know I think I might have stole that one. By the you way, stole that's, that one. Yeah, that's bad. I'm gonna get some phone calls. You are, phone's ringing right now. 
other My, That's all right. We have our lawyer present, so no, I think that's uh, some other kind of... paving professionals. Yeah, yeah, your stars the FCC you're worrying about. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, is the, what is your tagline? Your paving professionals, your czars of tar. Your czars of tar. And by the way, czars is spelled C-Z-A-R-S. I learned that when I met this gentleman. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so, our, so, no, but Polish Powerhouse, you're right. Freeze-thaw cycles. I mean, our homes uh, are dealing with it. The driveways are no different. Right. We all drive around on it. We know what happens. Talk a little bit about what's going on. Well, in Minnesota, we got um, our freeze-thaw cycle is uh, pretty horrendous on asphalt, concrete work, uh, along with homes as well. Um, As the moisture finds its way through cracks into underneath your asphalt and concrete, Mm -hmm. uh, the the water down there, the moisture freezes in the winter and starts to create some issues. Um, and so one of the biggest things that we talk about is keeping on top of your cracks, keeping the cracks sealed, whether you own a commercial parking lot, sure. manage a parking lot or townhouses. Polish uh, Powerhouse has a hard time keeping his crack sealed. I just want to let you okay. know that. I had a feeling we, we can help with that. All right. No, but now that we're past... <laughs> now it's, that we're it's past... about 400 that. degrees, so... Well, let me ask you that, because this is real question, real life here. Does seal coating is, I mean, is that what seal coating is for? So every, what, three, four years, you're supposed to have your asphalt driveway seal coating. Yeah, great great question. You know, seal coating is important. A lot of people don't believe in it, but the DOT does, MNDOT does, and um, there's a lot of studies that have been done on uh, seal coat. What that's more made to do is is, uh, bring some curb appeal to the surface of of your driveway. So it looks better, yep. It looks better. Um, It does protect against oxidation. You know, the sun uh, tends to want to dry yeah, it out and yeah. destroy it. So it protects as a sunscreen, if you will, also against petroleum and oil spills. Uh, so seal coat's certainly important. Long-term, cracks are going to be your number one thing, though, for keeping that, uh, keeping that parking lot surface in good shape. Perfect. We're going to take a call here from Gary. Gary, where are you calling from? Gary, are you there? there. Hey, Gary, where are you calling from? Um, Lester Prairie, Minnesota. Lester Prairie had an investment property out there one time. Yeah, I don't think I'll, I don't. I don't think I'll ever invest in investment properties again. But anyhow, <laughs> Gary, question on builders' lien. How, how liens? How can we help you? Yeah, um, I don't want to tell you the horror story, but the bottom line is, I have a lien on my house for thirty-seven hundred dollars for paying for shingles twice. Um, so my plan is, I'm a money manager guy. So I'm assuming that's an interest-free loan until I sell my house, right? There's no interest accrued on that? Bill's going to help us with that one. <laughs> uh, because I, I'm going to live in my house till I die, so it would be stupid to pay it off until I sell it. Sure. Um, so the reason that uh, it sounds like you might have that lien in the house is that perhaps you paid a general contractor, general contractor didn't pay the subcontractor, and that subcontractor then has a right in Minnesota to file a lien against your property. And if that happens, you can um, be forced to pay twice. And that's that's an unfortunate part of the way the law is set up. Um, one thing I, that, that is important, and, and it would be a good idea to just to consult with an attorney in your case, but generally speaking, uh, mechanics liens are only effective or only v- viable for one year from the last day of contribution of work to your property. And if the contractor that holds that lien doesn't initiate a foreclosure action to foreclose the property on that lien, then at the end of the one year, the lien disappears. It has no effect anymore and doesn't affect your property. Yeah, but what I must, and that what you said ha- happened. 
Okay, so what I, I still have $3,700, so when I sell the house, i got to pay the lumberyard, correct? When I sell the house. Uh, no, at the end of a year, that lumberyard doesn't have any obli- You don't have any obligation to pay that lumberyard directly except as a consequence of that lien. The lien is going to become ineffective one year from the date that the lumberyard del- delivered the product, and they're not going to be able to pursue you for that money after that one year. So, Gary, it sounds like you're off the hook after a year, if, if I'm understanding it properly. Uh, but let me ask you this, Bill. If that lumberyard uh, wanted to go to the next step, they, they could they could take him to small claims, correct, and get in look for a judgment against him, or is that not? Nope, they, they couldn't take him to small claims court in that situation, I, I'm assuming because the the lumberyard provided lumber to the contractor, right. not to the homeowner. The lumberyard isn't what we call in privity of contract with the homeowner, so the lumberyard cannot go directly um, outside of that lien to the against the homeowner to try to get paid. Gary, you, my friend, are a citizen. Well, it shows up on. Um the county records, you know, like when I want to get a mortgage or refinance, you go, oh, we can't. You got a lien you got to pay off. That's correct if you're going to refinance because the lien is effective against your property as a claim for one year from the last day of work. But once that one year passes, you're free. Um, I would suggest that you contact an attorney just to get that clarified in your specific situation. And, and some of the uh, questions you're answering, I think, can be answered pretty well. Perfect. Gary, we do got to let you go, buddy. I do appreciate you calling and participating, and uh, as always, you're a citizen of the Home Improvement Hour. Mike, where are you calling from? Hey, I'm, I'm calling from Richfield. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing Good, very well. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, we're going to try to get you in here before the break, so what's your question? How can we help? Uh, well, first, thank you for taking time out of your weekend to do this type of show. We greatly appreciate it. Second, appreciate you. It's about bid. It's about bidding. I'm sure you guys get this question a million times, but usually when you call around for bids, you're getting all types of hundred thousand different prices, and usually you have some guy that usually underbids ridiculously, some guy overbids ridiculously, and then you have some that kind of float around in the middle. When do you know um, uh, if you're getting a realistic like bid as opposed to? Well, it's supposed to be a nine grand job, but this guy's underbidding and by like you know four grand, and it's a little outrageous. And you know, when do you kind of feel it out and know that okay, this bid seems a little bit more appropriate for what's going on? Well, the way that I look at it, Mike, is the proof is in the details. So the estimate, I feel like that explains the project the most, that you can understand the most of what you're getting is usually the right person to go with, assuming you also have a good feeling about the person that you met that provided that bid with you. Cheapest is not always the best. Same goes for most expensive, not always the best. Yeah. And I'm not saying middle is the best either, but I'm saying, I guess, uh, for me personally, I like to evaluate what are the details of it, what person do I have the best feeling of, from to go with. You know, if I can add to that, um, just keep in mind that, that construction is a very competitive business, and most of your contractors are buying materials from a similar place for a similar price, and labor's pretty close. So if you've got somebody wildly off on a bid, I would really question where that price is coming from, either high or low. Right. Mike, I like the bids. Yeah, I, I that, figured that would be a good red flag. Yeah, I like the bids at the top that say A-L-L, then space A-R-O-U-N-D. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, Mike, I apologize. We're going to have to let you go. You are a citizen of the All-Around Home Improvement Hour, and we'll be right back right after this. Hey, welcome back. 
We're going to go right to our good friend Ryan O'Neill, fearless leader of the Minnesota real estate team, and just a heck of a guy. Ryan, what's going on in real estate today, buddy? Guys, this show is so much funner than anything you've ever done. Yeah. Funner. <laughs> I love that word. I just want to tell you that, Charles. That's that's really all I had for today. Oh, well, thank you, Ryan O'Neill <laughs> with the Minnesota Real Estate Team. What's going on, no, pal? Uh, real quick, guys, just, uh, just a heads up. The market is, um, obviously, there's not a lot of properties for sale in the Twin Cities. Here's what I would say. Buyers or sellers don't lose heart. Uh, over the last 15 years I've been doing this, there's always something with our market that creates a little bit of a challenge. This year is limited inventory. Doesn't mean the world is ending. Doesn't mean you won't be able to buy or sell a house or find a home. Work with the top agent. Have him, have her guide you through the process, help you understand the market, the purchase agreement, the process of buying and selling. You need a pro to help you do it. We would, of course, love the opportunity to work with uh, with any of the listeners but more than anything, just wanted to give a shout out. So people, uh, people, you know, all the headlines make it seem like it's impossible to buy or sell a house. Really, not the case. I think 2018 is going to be a record year for the number of actual closed transactions in our market um, overall. So it's going to be a very good year for real estate. MNRealEstateShow.com is how you can reach us. Uh, again, I'm a licensed agent with Remax Advantage Plus. Great show. Um, appreciate the time as always. Ryan, we love you, buddy. Take care. Have a great weekend, and thanks for calling in. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right. We have another caller. John, I, I, I apologize. I want to uh, hang in there. We're going to get okay. more. We need to learn about this cracks deal. Yeah, <laughs> we want to seal more cracks, but we got to talk to Mark. He has a, another lean question. Mark, where are you calling from? Uh, Blaine. Blaine, uh, heavy hit area in the storm area. Mark, what, what's your lean question? How can we help? So contractors for framing started the framing. His crew walked off and quit. I had to hire someone else to finish the oh, no. job. Uh, and now he filed a lien against me, and um, he sent it regular mail. Are they not supposed to send that certified? And do I have any way of remedying it? Uh Typically, a mechanics lien does need to be served on the owners of the property, either personally or using uh, certified mail. Um, ordinary mail generally isn't effective service of a mechanics lien. That's correct. And that would be, uh, as, as far as what, whether you have a remedy or not, that would be the kind of thing I would, would probably encourage you to check with an attorney that can look at this the facts of your situation and give you an idea um, where that lien's coming from. Uh, I, I'll also add that typically... Uh, you're only allowed to lean for undisputed amounts that are owed, and it sounds like there might be a dispute involved in that that may make that lien uh, not rightful. Right, right. Well, good. Appreciate the, yeah. the advice. And and Mark, if your name really is Mark from Blaine, right? No, I'm just, <laughs> just, just, just kidding. <laughs> no. All right, we won't tell anyone that you got that letter, okay? Well, good luck. <laughs> That sounds good. Thanks, Thanks so much. Uh, have a good one. Thanks for calling in. You're also a ci- you're a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour, Mark. Just got Mark. Say. I want to I want to just add real quick. Mark, I want to just add real quickly. Liens are um, important and, and powerful documents. So I, I would encourage you to make sure that you get good information and don't just rely on what we've talked about here today. Perfect. Uh, okay, so turning the conversation back to our good friend John Heinrich with Zar Zatar. So we got 
uh, potholes being created by free, uh, freeze-thaw cycles. You got water that's getting into the cracks and then it's freezing, expanding, creating voids. The, uh, you know, you start to have pits. You start to have depressions. At some point. There we go. At some point, it's just going to be uh, a matter of either, either doing a, a complete overlay, mm-hmm. getting some new asphalt product on top of that, driveway it's getting torn up, or just removing it and starting new. Sometimes you have to remove some of the base also that's been compromised by uh, some of that freeze-thaw cycle where you get some muck pushing up into your base material. And so a lot of the time, just completely removing and replacing your driveway or parking lot is going to make sense. Awesome. Now, I know you guys do some work with concrete, too, but I guess I just have to ask, uh, as a consumer, when I'm looking at asphalt versus concrete, what are the pluses and minuses to both? I mean, obviously, concrete looks a little bit uh, better, maybe might last a little longer. I disagree. No. (laughs) No, Concrete certainly lasts a lot longer. Uh, It's more about a personal preference, I'd say. You know, here in Minnesota, you got your asphalt, uh, once the sun starts to hit that, you have a little uh, a little bit of it that starts to open up to the mm-hmm. sun. It's going to melt a lot quicker. Sure. We have less slip and fall type um, scenarios uh, with the asphalt generally than the concrete. Right. Um, Cost less. Yeah, it certainly is going to cost less. It's more of a, a something that you can just rip out and redo, and it's not a big deal. Uh, concrete's certainly more substantial, so it's going to cost you more to rip it out when it comes that time or if you don't like it. Well, I can um, say this, too. If you think you're not going to stain your driveway surface at some point... Think again. Okay. Yeah, right. That's true. I, I think I got through maybe, I don't know, half a year with, with my pole building yeah. floor, the concrete on it looking just mint. <laughs> yeah, they don't make booties for car tires. Oh my gosh, man. You do anything. Just, just avoid the concrete, the, 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 you know, the hard surface altogether. Go get on some grass when you're, when you're working on things with oil and whatnot, <laughs> man, cause it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna get down. Some rocker class five. Right. Uh, well, yeah, we're just, we're kind of starting up here. Uh, we don't have anybody in the office right now, so I'd like to talk about, uh, the website just for a second. Sure, yeah, if, please. You know, people want to check us out at czarsoftar.com. It's C Z A R S of tar.com on our website. Um, so generally, uh, we're going to be out giving estimates here in, um, you know, first uh, first week of March. That's a great name, by the way. I just, who came up with the czars of tar? I've got to hand it to the owner, Tom. Uh, back in, I believe, 93 or so, he started up. And I uh, just thought it had a good ring to it. At least it that's a story I got. It does. Yeah. I like good rings. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So uh, getting ready for the spring season, obviously it's going to be busy the next couple months. Um, what do you think? Message to listeners out there that are considering a new driveway surfaces? or uh, it, It's time to reach out now. Um, uh, online, you can actually sign up on our website for an estimate, and so I can get that myself and, uh, and our sales team um, can um, get out there and get you some budget numbers so you know what to expect for the spring. A lot of people don't necessarily want to pull the trigger on, say, a big parking lot that's going to be a $50,000 project or something, uh, but it's certainly nice to know what you want to do uh, you know, years down the road. So right. getting those budget numbers lined up is huge. Uh, we do a lot of, I meet with associations, um, lots of different people on the boards of associations and property managers and whatnot, doing a lot of budget numbers this time of year. Great. So, so and, and everything from seal coating all the way to t- complete tear out Yes. Re- refinishing asphalt you- concrete industrial associations residential yeah awesome being awesome. proactive is a plus definitely yeah excellent well uh one more time the how, how can people get involved it's uh czarsoftar.com is the website czars of tar.com and you can find uh click the click the button for a free estimate there uh, put down your info and uh, myself or my team will be in contact with you shortly okay now i know you wanted a second to talk about you you're running for office now we're, we're, we're hey. gonna get political for for a second here real quick we got about 30 seconds what do you got for it us? is a twin cities news talk um i am uh running for 
Abigail Whalen is uh, soon to be vacant seat there in uh, 35A, Anoka and Ramsey. So if you're listening to Anoka and Ramsey, I'd like to encourage you to come out to the caucus and uh, caucus for me on February 6th. Um, doors open at 630, and there's two locations, actually. If you live in Anoka and Ramsey, it's uh, Anoka will be held at Anoka Middle School and Ramsey at Ramsey Elementary School. It's funny. He told me, hey, Charles, just so you know, I'm going to be running this, that, and the other. We were talking on the phone. I said, you know, we need a, another good Democrat in office, and that he thought I was being serious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he goes, well, uh, uh, I, I, I'm, just you know, I'm Republican. Just you know, I was like, man, come on. I'm, I'm just seeking kidding. the Republican nomination. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. So Bill, final thoughts. Pay your bills. <laughs> pay your bills. Pay bill and then pay your bills. There bill. you go. Polish Powerhouse. Get outside. Enjoy the nice weather. It's that, beautiful. Out. That's right. Thank you, Twin Cities News Talk listeners. Have a great weekend. Be safe and God bless. All around.